You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. <laughs> Off to a roaring start. <laughs> he just he knocked his mic over. <laughs> knocked his mic over. <laughs> Cheers to, oh, to season mm-hmm. three. Three. Season three. The magical three. Magical. I mean, being that it is your season and your type. It is my season and my type. <laughs> Can we call it the season of Drew? The season of Drew. <laughs> Everything's about me. What was the song we were singing earlier? Were you? Uh, I love everything. I love, I love, I love everything about Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Stroking it's some ego over here. My new favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, sing me my song. <laughs> Um, so, so the season of Drew, what does the season of Drew look like? <laughs> oh, man. What do you envision? Well, it's starting wonderfully. Cheers to that. Because we yes, are in is. the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, <laughs> right now. Berea, Kentucky. Yeah, which is not the middle of nowhere. If you're from Berea, lovely. Which I found out today. I have family in this area, but I found out today the place we went hiking, Berea College, is where my great, great grandmother my great-grandmother and my grandma went to school whoa mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people in my family so i feel like we should just go into the like the main office and <laughs> say hey i'm a creek more except what? except like, with parries <laughs> oh is it yeah uh, <laughs> my mom's side. so ah uh, yeah so i'm 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 back in my home country apparently legacy yeah interesting yeah. uh and then the boone's tavern boone's Boone tavern the yeah historic boone tavern yeah that's where my grandma and my grandpa, um, I don't know, celebrated an anniversary or something like that. I just, we were driving by it and I remembered that they said something. Oh, and the church across the street from Boone's Tavern was where my great-grandmother got baptized. Wow. I don't know. I'm, how, wow. You got some history here. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even aware when we booked this Airbnb how close it was. Hmm. Um, but, That's incredible. Yeah. No, it's, so just to paint the picture for you all, we have... We we all missed the uh, the drive, <laughs> or the the, the driveway, the gates. Yeah, true. yes. Yeah, there's there's two gates, and you you drive past it, turn around, and come back. That's a requirement. And then the gravel, Seth, you got stuck, right? Uh yeah. My car is a little bit lower <laughs> to the ground, and I initially heard the grass city slicker, the grass tickling the the bottom of my car, tickling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was laughing a little bit, but I could sense my body tightening and like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then I saw the, the terrain getting a little more dangerous, and uh, I literally came to a stop because the rocks underneath were scratching the car. Oh, my goodness. So I had to reverse yeah. and then kind of toggle my way on <laughs> two sides of the, all the way down. And, it's pro- and it was pretty long, right? It's a yeah. long drive. It's probably like a good minute yeah. drive. At least, house. yeah. yeah. I, I was my gut was clenched the, the entire drive down <laughs> that driveway. Yeah, and the the house is beautiful, and uh, we're we're gonna we have a we have a mutual friend here that he's he's a photographer and insanely creative, masterful person, and we're gonna he's gonna help me cook, and we're gonna do some amazing things tonight um, with photos and whatnot. So it should be fun. Yeah, sounds nice. so. We're off to a good start. All that oh, to say. Yeah, and last night. We just, we just chatted, ate. Well, we got to experience Creek at the grocery store, oh, <laughs> which, which was something Man. to behold. Oh my! 
it's it's comp it's an emotionally complicated space for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much uh bouginess. <laughs> yeah, bouginess, but he he just knew exactly what he wanted and he was going for it everywhere. That's there true. There was just so much determination. And, and, and the he checklist? Was, he was throwing foods at us. Like, <laughs> he was like Steph Curry, yeah, like chucking right, food right. into the cart. Across the aisles. <laughs> it, was, it was a new side of Creek. And we left, and I thought we were like inviting over all the families around us. Because <laughs> it was like going to be a block party. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was the food bill was like 180, something it, it like was, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I take food very seriously. Um and but we will eat well. Yes. We have eaten well already, yes. and we will eat we even got, better we got tonight. steak, uh, mushroom alfredo, some roasted veggies, and then a surprise dessert that I'm really excited about. So, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will happen after after we're done recording here. Goodness. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds yeah, yeah. great. I'm excited. So we are here for more than just pleasure. Um, we're here to talk about season three, Fathoms. Season three. In an Egram podcast. In an Egram podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should like change the intro and the outro. It feels like it's getting a little old. Sure. Yeah, yeah we could we could do that. Do something different there. Like a new tag I don't know about a new tagline, but like I'm tired of hearing my own my own voice. So Maybe we <laughs> What if we it. heard your voice singing as the intro That's outro not music? An option. That's not an option. Or if we did a duet. Maybe Ooh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, since I'm, I'm the one here who can't sing, I'll be like, it's Fathoms. <laughs> and I come in as like the MC. Welcome to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. <laughs> it's, it's as if we're a variety show from the 50s uh-huh. or something. Wow, well, anyways. That could work. <laughs> I literally heard myself... Thinking if, I, if if that's what I was listening to, I might I think I'd turn it off. <laughs> nope, might shrink the audience this a bit. This is not for me. Intro music and it really does define what you, what to expect in the mm-hmm. podcast. I, I feel um, it's like movie or mu- music during movies, right? Mm. If it's wrong, then you're not going to know so what's you're, coming. So you're telling me that there's nothing that you could sample from Dirt that would represent Fathoms well? I disagree. Dirt, as in the the album that Creek made, not the stuff outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's possible. It's possible, but yeah, maybe change the music. Maybe maybe that's for season three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. it does feel like we're on the cusp of something new mm-hmm. and Being interesting. That, yeah, we're in the third season. Things. I don't know. We're that's, past our sophomore year. Yeah. Right. The sophomore yeah. album's out. We survived it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, as much as season two was really great, it did feel a little like, wait, what are we doing again? <laughs> For me, at least. Well, yeah, with hindsight, it turned out like we, we had some amazing conversations with mm-hmm. some really brilliant people. Mm-hmm. We, we were kind of huffing and puffing <laughs> our way to at the end. Yeah. At the end. Trying to make it to the finish line was a little more challenging this season, mm-hmm. I think, or in season two. Yeah. Um, Even though we had planned ahead of time. Yeah, we, yeah, we'd done more yeah. in advance yeah. than the first season, sh- for sure. But, but yeah, yeah. So really great season two. I think one of the things we're, I know I'm finding, and it sounds like 
you two are as well, is that uh, as we continue to do kind of Enneagram things, <laughs> we we have we're trying to find rhythms of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long black stick in front of you. Please observe it. Oh gosh. What's funny is I feel like I'm the least in terms of like I'm the best behaved when it comes to this stuff and I should be the worst at it. Mm. I'm the 41-year-old non-musician soccer spot. dad, you know. <laughs> Your blind spot is a mic stand I guess. directly in front of I you. Yes. I can't tell That's you actually how many times I've been on stage singing and I got my eyes closed or something and I don't realize how close I am and <laughs> <laughs> make it on that uh, Instagram oh. account worship fails. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever hit your teeth on the mic? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That is the worst. It's the worst feeling and you have to pretend like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, the, oh, yeah. the mic stand like rocks back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we are we're navigating each individually. What um, our kind of rhythms of our own Enneagram work look like. Mm, that's true. In the midst of doing this collective work together, which is awesome and wonderful to have to navigate that and figure that out. But it is a bit challenging, right? To mm-hmm. figure out how do we yeah, have healthy rhythms of our own kind of individual work and the work that we do together here on Fathoms. Yeah. Especially when we live in three different parts. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is only the second time we've ever the all been together at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's COVID and stuff. I feel like we could make this happen a little bit more often. Yeah. But, but um, all that to say, season three. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what would you guys do on break between between seasons? Yeah. That's a good good question. Wait for the plane. As a, as a jet flies overhead. <laughs> <laughs> or a bomb, actually. Kind of sounds like. Again, kind of go dark real quickly, <laughs> Abram, this weekend. <laughs> it, I mean, it just keeps going going down. Yep. Feels like its target is behind us, though, so yeah. that's okay. nice. We're safe. The government hasn't found us yet. Uh, We're pretty secluded. So, break. Uh, summer. Summer. We tra- My family and I traveled a bit. Spent some time on vacation, spent some time seeing family, spent a lot of time just uh, trying to have a little slower pace than we normally have during mm-hmm. the school year with five kids and yeah. their activities, mm-hmm. and it's it feels like a, a sprint that doesn't end mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. until it finally does, and then you can catch your breath. I also I did a lot of work with clients over the summer, which was fun, mm-hmm. uh, coaching client work more than I've ever done in a three month span and which was lovely. It was really fun and rewarding and challenging in mm-hmm. really some really good ways. Um, cause, uh, I, I ended up with a number, all my clients this summer were individuals who knew their Enneagram type. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a kind of a typing relationship. They already knew their type that had kind of reached their limits and they were exasperated by their type right and felt like it would be best if they were a different personality type which you know is is a myth right and so working with their type in a way that they can see hey there's a lot of goodness here a lot of strengths a lot of skills a lot of capacities yeah um Hmm. that's really fun to help people in those ways Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. What was what was one way that you found yourself or like you you recognized a pattern as it relates to your your type and to my own type type that you were able to kind of work on this this during the break or during the summer? Yeah. So I had a lot of people that I that I would kind of bump into or connect with that I don't see on a really regular basis. That probably the most common question they would ask me is, "So what book are you working on right now?" Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting. Which uh, was interesting to kind of think through, okay, they have this assumption, right, that I mm. have to be working mm. on a book. Over And summer's my, my more kind of slower season for my day job, so that's when I historically have written stuff. Mm. But I made an intentional decision not to even pursue any sort of major writing projects this summer. Mm. To, um, it's probably a good call. Yeah, out of... A, sense of knowing my own kind of patterns that that's always, I've always entered a summer thinking, okay, what am I going to be working on? That's substantial. And so I, I felt like I needed a break from that mm-hmm. for my own, but, uh, and that's been really great, honestly. But the, when the questions raise, it kind of mm, raises those, wait, maybe right. I should be working on something. Right. What, why am I not working on something? And then I have to remind mm. them, well, no, I made this decision. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good and wise one. It's okay that I'm not working on this, right? Where, whereas my Absolutely. kind of three structure left unchecked would be working on something mm-hmm. right now, right? Absolutely. What about you, Abram? Yeah, summer-wise, you know, uh, we're really for the first time kind of juggling how we uh, navigating what what it, what it looks like to have some more deep rhythms with the with the fam, with uh, three kids, my wife and I, and then losing that rhythm when school stops over the summer you know so oh, it's yeah. kind of the first I, I would say especially for me I really felt um as I've you know m- kind of matured over the years <laughs> I've just recognized how much uh structure and rhythm I, re- I really need and how those balance me out and help me move forward and, and grow so I just got used to some some a lot of that you know and it, and then all of a sudden it was just cut out from underneath me with that with the summer and then we're trying to juggle everything you know at the same time i I really do feel like uh, that's kind of been a lot of the stuff for me as a you know any type nine just recognizing how much i can juggle how much capacity i have more than more than previous years um i think june was like one of the busiest months ever for me and at the end of it i I realized i pulled that off i don't know Mm -hmm. how i did that but i could do that again i think you know well, also, you you mentioned something about the you've been doing some premarital counseling things. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I've taken on a few uh, coaching clients, but also my job has had had me uh, doing. Uh, well, I'm basically with six uh, couples that are engaged uh, doing premarital counseling, uh, which is really really fun for me. So yeah, mm. that's been where a lot of my time has been spent the last. Uh, a month or two. Yeah. 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 The other question was, uh, where do you see, where did you see your patterns show up and like, how did you work on them during the summer, this break? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that was, that was really what I would say. What I experienced was my patterns to stay dispersed were, were really unhelpful until I started to find a a serious helpful rhythm during the school year. Hmm. And then the summer kind of knocked those out of place, you know? Yeah. So I've just been trying to recalibrate, if you will. Yeah, just a, there's a, just been a bunch of stuff with, with uh, over the summer that I kind of lost, but hopefully regrouping here again. Yeah. 
What about you, Creek? What's your s- summer been like? Give us an insight into a Creek summer vacation. Let's see. Well, I went to, this wasn't, this wasn't a vacation, but uh, I went to South Carolina to help a friend move. That was really fun. It was like the first long road trip in a, in a while. It's like 11 hours. So that was, I mean, that was fun. What did I do? I mean, it was, it was a lot of, so uh, some other things I've been involved in are, have kind of taken off. And so it's trying to f- buy back my time in some, in some level. Um, find sustainable rhythms, similar to what you were saying, Abram. But, um, mm. I mean, the <laughs> the, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting now, but that just reminded me. You remember when I was in Indiana in June, and I just named how you guys have such rhythm all over oh, the place, right? Yeah, and I was there, like, just kind of thinking I could leave mine behind while I was on vacation from them. <laughs> And that, oh, like, disrupted everything. I just noticed how, like, everything for you guys, you and Miller, oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's the structure that we've created for ourselves is the way that we don't grind to a halt. At least that's that's for me. I can't speak for Miller, but... This would be Jason Miller, who's yeah, yeah. been we've, a guest on Fathoms yeah. a few times now. And it's, yeah. if I don't Jam. if I don't do the planning and the structure, then I don't know what happens. I I, I get distracted, or I or I don't. I forget the things that are important to me. Actually, that's probably mm-hmm. more accurate. But have you always had those, or how how long have you had the structures and yeah. rhythms? Uh, that's I don't know. It's been in practice for probably a good four or five years. Mm. Building slowly, adding things that make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and replacing things that don't. And Can you give us some examples? Like my morning routine yeah. kind of deal? <laughs> well, I wake up when my body tells me to. I have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The dads over here are like, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, fine. Wonderful. That must be nice. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really, I, for a while I tried to become a morning person, but uh, it just never worked. So I, I, just let my body tell me what I wanted. So yeah, I wake up when my body tells me to and get out of bed, typically go outside if I can and do some Wim Hof breathing with meditation and then come back inside. I start the water for my coffee, go upstairs, clean my room and make my bed, come back down and make my coffee. Depending on the day, I'll grab a book, go drink my coffee while I read, and then get up. Then typically, depending on what the day is, I either do a little bit of work or I go straight to, into working out. So then mm-hmm. I work out and then, uh, yeah, then hop into, sometimes I eat, sometimes I wait till after I've done a little bit of work. But that's that's a really basic rhythm. Um, there's yeah. some nuances there every once in a while, but that really, even when I'm traveling, like it's really important for me to do at least part of that. That's something we can talk about more later, but yeah. This homing practice that I do. No that no matter where I am, home is, is more of a state of being rather than a location. So if I can cultivate that state of home within myself, uh like feeling out of sorts when you're in a strange place or in yeah. some place that stresses you out, like it, it really helps. Um and I listening to a podcast the other day where it was, it was actually like the brain science was matching what I've been doing for a while. So 
yeah, having those rhythms and being able to carry them wherever I go is really mm-hmm. help. It really helps me not feel like yesterday. I mean, rushing down, I was I was late and we had to go get groceries and I was trying to figure out what I don't know. I was out of my body for the majority of the night, and then this morning got up, still felt out of sorts, went out, did the breathing, did the meditation and the walk, and I felt so much better when we, when I got back. So yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. I don't know. We can go on this for a bit, but it's one of the, one of the things that you learn uh, with kids, like why do they need patterns is because it's how they feel safe, you know, with structure. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's how they feel. Routine matters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I just, why I brought it up is just because I've just, I, th- I thought I thrived. Maybe I did when I didn't have nearly as much responsibility when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I thought I thrived on chaos, you know, just, fly by the seat of my pants every day and that felt freeing but it actually p- p- was probably just dis- dispersed as as hell <laughs> you know yeah but now it's like yeah it takes so much effort but i find so much fruit nines i think need to hear this too you know like the balance of structure and rhythm are so so important otherwise you're just flying you're, you're like floating floating is what i meant <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah floating and a floating nine is oh my gosh annoying <laughs> <laughs> well that's when as you uh mentioned before and i've as i've passed it on to other nines you know the the experience of feeling more like a gas than a solid yeah anytime mm. i pass that on to a nine they're like that's exactly it exactly and yeah. the exactly structure it. and the rhythm helps you yeah. become the solid mm. yeah yep yep it's especially if it's rhythms and structure that are embodied right that Mm -hmm. get you kind of into your body yeah i think but anytime i wonder i wonder i mean correct me if i'm wrong i wonder if any love (laughs) yeah you will (laughs) you're Uh, wrong (laughs) (laughs) so close too wrong again (laughs) (laughs) oh god uh (laughs) (laughs) all right okay sorry go ahead It was like Harry Potter talking to a snake. That's what it reminded me of. I've never seen Harry Potter. Oh, gosh. A nine making a strategic decision about something they're going to do every day, even if it's not specifically like working out or something like that, it's still imposing their will yeah. on a blank space. Showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The thing about it is that it does need to be embodied so that it's conscious because the nine can also do things without awareness, mindlessly, and that's some form of inertia as well of not being present to themselves. Um, that's what you, what Drew was saying, why, why that's really good. You, it does need to be, you need to be embodied, you know, physically experiencing, feeling the sensation mm-hmm. of your, your physicality. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can go and go and go and go and yeah. still have having forgotten yourself the entire day and none of that was helpful yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So hiking today was really good. Yeah. Exactly. It was really good. Yeah. Now doing that on a consistent basis, yeah, would be really great. That's why I usually yeah. tell nines to find some consistency of going to the gym for sure. And then out of that, you know, there's going to be other helpful things. No, we're, we're talking about a bunch of nine stuff now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about you. I thought this was the yes. season of Drew. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Um, this actually, I feel like this leads uh, straight into 
of what we think this season is going to be about. Yes. You think, yes. Are, are, do we need to have like a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> season three is about story. I was going to make a joke. I was okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, story. Uh, Drew, why don't you, yeah. Wh- where? How did we get to that decision? Yeah. Well, it was a windy path. <laughs> Very windy. So many switchbacks. So I, I can give you, I can clue, you know, listeners into some of the things that we're mindful of, and yeah. that, that led us to mm-hmm. this theme of story. So, uh, you know, we're we're trying to. There's there's kind of an essence of fathoms that we want to remain right. Mm-hmm. We feel that we offer kind of thoughtful, welcoming engagement to some of the depths and the breadth of the Enneagram community, right? Mm-hmm. And that was especially true last season. We're also mindful of how much Enneagram junk is out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's just a lot. It, it, there's and a lot of noise. Specify junk does not mean the person doing the junk is junk. Right, of course. But rather that it's just slightly inaccurate. Yeah, there's just yeah. there's a lot and and I don't want I don't want to get too surface level and only very very limited mm-hmm. right. for I, what we can use this and for. Please yeah. hear me. I don't want to get like too high-minded or elitist. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But there there's so much out there and a, and a lot of it feels like it's feels derivative of mm-hmm. kind of basic typing approaches right or type type traits totally it's a consistent celebrating the start of the race Mm -hmm. right the very beginning (laughs) what what, what's really great i love that do any you gonna (laughs) go yeah (laughs) and i mean we mentioned last night i mean we've talked about memes memes before but i mean the accuracy maybe it's accurate but it's not helpful and i think that's a good distinction to make yeah Um, there is a lot of accurate content out there there's a lot of good content out there too yeah right yeah accurate maybe but it's not helpful and it doesn't actually take you anywhere just names like oh i'm a four so i must yeah. wear black okay maybe accurate for a, a good you do subset. have black pants on right now shut up oh um okay. just saying <laughs> seth is wearing all more all black than i am so. okay i will have to say one of my favorite parts of today was getting to see these two musicians who only wear jeans like all the time wear short pants. <laughs> short pants? <laughs> yeah. And it's like the first time their calves have seen daylight well, in I was a sparkling. very long time. I was sparkling. <laughs> I I just typically when I'm going out, like I just pants look way better than shorts most of the time. I agree. I but totally when agree. I'm ready I also to do... like the skinny jean hug of my calf. <laughs> It's comforting. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> and so you know, t- to help put this into context, like we are outside. You can probably hear nature, lovely, right? Mm-hmm. But it's Kentucky in the middle of summer, and these guys are wearing skinny <laughs> jeans right now. <laughs> and I'm in I'm shorts. I'm sorry. Slim fit, not skinny. <laughs> let's be let's be clear uh, for me. Huh. Okay. All that to say, story. <laughs> so because of those things, we really want to explore the ways in which the depth and the wisdom of the Enneagram can actually be applied practically and make make sense and meaning of our lives, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the stories in which we're living, the stories in which we need to drop mm-hmm. and leave behind. Mm-hmm. And I think the concept of story holds a lot of promise and potential for how the Enneagram 
knowledge acquisition, which seems to be pervasive, can actually be integrated. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Can be integrated in ways that are actually helpful and enact change, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, we got there because once again, I mean, since we've started Fathoms, it seems like there's been an exponential amount of things that I, at least I've become aware of. I don't know if they've yeah. launched in the time frame since we launched Fathoms, but it seems like there's just an abundance of content, good and not helpful content. I won't say bad, but just yeah. not as helpful content. But, and so again, it's like, okay, we could go through all the types, all the different things associated with the Enneagram and we may and we may do that but again the thing that's missing is the practical application okay what what do I do the three things that we talked about was what is my story um when it comes to I mean your life and and what is the Enneotype and that leads into what stories do we need to drop right or recognizing the stories that you're telling yourself and and knowing how to drop them um or, or or just allow them to be there and not allow them to. Or, um, you know, as we've done <laughs> recently, Abr- Abram's still fighting with his microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, to rewrite the narratives, right? Yep. Totally. And then understanding the story yeah. of others. Yeah, and, and so many stories are associated with specific emotions. And I think we should talk about that at some point, too. Like, yeah. what emo- when you feel an intense emotion... Nine times out of ten, there's going to be some story from childhood that you are associating with that. Mm-hmm. So when you can question that, the validity of that, you can start to do some real work because your emotion is stored in your physicality. And mm-hmm. Sure. Hello. Yeah. Uh, like vulnerable moment on some level. I mean, when when we were hiking, uh, the we were on our way down and I heard other hikers on the trail. Yeah. And... As soon as I heard them, without thinking, I started trying to manage my image of like fixing my hair mm. or making sure I looked appropriate or it looked like I had it all together or something like that. I'm like, dude, you're hiking a freaking mountain. Like, you're not supposed to look like you've walked out of a model shoot or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And like yeah. how silly yeah, that is. What came up? When you hurt another person. Yeah, immediately I'm like, how do I perceive myself from their eyes? Exactly. I wasn't looking at myself and looking at the true reality anymore. Yeah. And and so allowing that story to be there and then being like, uh, you don't have to care. Like, And that's a new thing for me is I don't have to care Yeah. about the stories that I hear in my head or what people think or whatever. And it's, and it's silly. And it's so, and that, that story comes up often. And that's been one thing that I've been... Mm-hmm. Just consistently trying to address and yeah. like if I don't want to do something, if I feel like I'm gonna look silly in a situation, uh just go a little bit longer and see if that and if see if that's the case. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. So I anticipate, you know, we'll still have plenty of good content that we'll you know, from mm-hmm. others or even, you know, among us co hosts that we'll, you know, provide or sort of teach. But there will always be this season, I, at least this is the hope and expectation, an element of, okay, how does this make sense of my story? Yeah. How does this help me understand yeah. other stories better? So that, you know, all of this depth work that we are doing kind of collectively with the Enneagram 
actually has application, right? It's, so it's not right. necessarily this uh, thing that we own that only makes sense when we're on some magical retreat, kind of yeah. like we are now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. on some magical retreat with some enneagram guru, and it all makes sense there until we get home, and then the alarm clock goes off. We have to go to work. You know, all these things and it suddenly doesn't seem to make quite as much sense, mm-hmm. right? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't start questioning the narrative that's running in your head all the time, you can't become something more than it, you know? Mm-hmm. If sure. you don't start putting some distance in between yourself, what is really who you are, and the the narratives that have been running, the water you've been right. swimming in since you were a kid, yeah. you know? Then you can start building a new, a good, mm-hmm. a strong, a healthy, more holistic story of who you are. Yeah. Which actually reminds me of a quote, my friends. And here we are. <laughs> Man, we should have taken like wagers as to how long it would take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Proceed. So it's, it's a semi-longer one, but I really like it. So this is from a guy named Oliver Sacks. Oh, yeah? He says, if we wish to know about a, a person, we ask, what is their story, their real inmost story? For each of us is a biography, a story. Each of us is a singular narrative, which is constructed continually, unconsciously, by, through, and in us, through our perceptions, our feelings, our thoughts, and our actions, and not least our discourse, our spoken narratives, or narrations. Biologically, physiologically, we are not so different from each other, but historically, as narratives, we are each of us unique. Mm. That was good. I'm glad you. Can we put some music behind that? (laughs) Creek. (laughs) We sure could. <laughs> but that's it, right? Like, yeah. You know, each of the nine types in their structures uh, plays, they play scripts mm-hmm. that are simple mm-hmm. and that some, most of the time generally work okay, but the, until they don't, right? And then we bump mm-hmm. up, in adulthood, we bump up against the limits of those scripts and realize maybe we need to rewrite some of those narratives, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, that's and that's the. I feel like that's what you were talking about, Drew, with the the people that you've been working with yeah. this summer. Is the identity that we have becomes too small at some point in yeah. our lives, and if we're willing to look at that, then we can do some real work and, and growth and transformation. But that's painful because we're letting go of who we thought was the small part that we have confused for the whole, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there is a measure of safety in that insufficiency, right? right? right. At the same time, this feeling like this is not sustainable, mm-hmm. right? I cannot continue to bump up against my limits in these areas of my life. There has to be more. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. If all but you then, have is a hammer, all you r- see are nails. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple of other things that I've, that have kind of come to my attention as I've worked with some clients and just listened to other people is the one, the obsession of finding type and subtype. Yes. Um, mm. And, only recently realizing that it's not important it is it is helpful but it's not important and and i think another thing we're going to try to explore here is how do we use the enneagram when one you don't know the enneagram or and and two when you don't know someone else's type and so how do you i'm just kind of regular how do you how do you go through life maybe taking stabs that they could be this type they could be this type and letting that inform your interactions with them but if you have a boss who's 
a rather unhealthy transmitting eight, sexual eight, how do I work with that? How do I make it a more sustainable relationship and use the Enneagram to inform the questions you ask um, rather than I need I need to know their type, their subtype, and then I need to know their trifix, and I need to know all these other things before I know how to human yeah. with them. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. I, I don't necessarily have answers to it yet, but I'm looking forward to exploring that with, with others and with you all. How do we use the Enneagram without knowing our type? Yeah. Yeah. Our type or their type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will be interesting because that's a big part of everyday life. Right, right. Yeah, unless you sit down and do a really great typing interview with mm-hmm. somebody that you just met or that you <laughs> right. you work with and don't know very well. Right. Totally. Yeah, I, I actually feel like some of the process Enneagram could be insightful in that regard, mm-hmm. you know, like not seeing people as types but as uh, places you go to for moving forward, you know, mm-hmm. but they, or like, different archetypes i guess but mm-hmm. can i kind of give a call out to our listeners around this theme of story we have a lot you know we have yeah. a, a lot of good ideas uh-huh. but if there are you know if questions or concepts that you would like us to explore that we could explore together mm-hmm. we'd love to hear that a, a lot of at least the way the past two seasons of fathoms have gone we have this general idea which ser- does serve as a bit of a, gives us some guardrails, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still quite a bit of leeway mm-hmm. and flexibility and adaptability kind of baked into the process. And uh, the feedback that we have received from you listeners has been so valuable. So valuable. Encouraging, mm-hmm. helpful. And so we, we would love if you, even on the front end, right? Not just at, at the back end of a season, we'd love to hear uh with this idea of story mm-hmm. and how the Enneagram makes sense amid our stories and others, uh, what would be helpful, you know, what would be interesting, mm-hmm. uh, to cover and explore. Yeah. And we still have that spike, spike peak, <laughs> <laughs> speak pipe, <laughs> speak pipe link in our bio on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I mean, like hearing some of, some of y'all's, stories and <laughs> y'all i'm in i'm back in my hometown <laughs> yeah y'all. you are it's it kind of happens your ancestral naturally. lands yeah <laughs> my ancestral lands yeah uh all right so anyways uh hear your stories on whether it's your journey to type or your journey to i don't know just any any sort of story that has something to do with um the enneagram self-development relationships of i couldn't see how to relate to this person and all of a sudden it clicked and and this is what i realized um any of those would be amazing and we can we can talk about those we can find the relation to the enneagram if you're not even sure if there's a relationship to the enneagram um i don't know there's just send us stuff please yeah we <laughs> want to hear from you yeah we are always better for it when we do indeed indeed yeah well gents i need to uh start mise en place so I need to start prepping dinner <laughs> and uh, final words for the folks out there in podcast land <laughs> yeah I think for me I'm you know it, it, I'm five years into my insatiable study of the Enneagram and it was only 
semi-recently where I started realizing and using the Enneagram as a tool, partnering with other things to help me uh, start growing, you know, to find real transformation. And so I, I would, I'm, my hope is that this next season is really, really going to bring, like, like Drew mentioned, some practicality on, I want to do something with knowing this information about my number. How can, mm. how can this really, really help me uh, enhance my life? Or, yeah, figure out how to adapt to life better. Or any of these kind of this this language but hopefully we can start bringing some practicality to using the enneagram well instead of you know traveling the map as as it's been said yeah yeah Yeah, and i'd say any knowledge we acquire about the enneagram is worthless Mm. if -hmm. it doesn't help us rewrite some of the default narratives of our type that are limiting factors in our in our stories so i'm most excited about that which i know is it's very very much easier said than done Mm -hmm. but i think uh, the work required to kind of rewrite some of those default narratives that are limiting is really profound. So continue to acquire knowledge about the Enneagram. That's great. But don't stop there, right? Yeah. Wonderful. All right, folks. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Start with favorite. Who's been your favorite guest? Favorite so far? guest. I feel like I need to look. Yeah, favorite so far. Um, Naylor was great. I really love Naylor. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, the start of so Mario's was pretty yeah. awesome. You all look very, very grave. Okay. <laughs> Which is great, but like you probably look more, way more serious than you yeah. feel. So okay. I actually want to talk about. Uh, I'm trying to think. We need some levity. We can, uh, so funniest moments in podcast history oh has to be uh, dog to goat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, I still don't even remember how it came. It out. was the. I have to listen to that again. Yeah. The bouncing is mixed. No, 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 no. No, no. It was. It was song to whatever. But then. But then you were also talking about that. no. Ah, dogs to goats. What was it? It was, no, no, it was Nashville has pets. That's something <laughs> like that, yeah. What was that? Dogs. Dogs, I just remember dogs to goats. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but it, it is also associated with what you're talking about when you uh, fly the, the, when you download the song or whatever, or the <laughs> song to music. Yeah, song so- to music, yes. Uh, I actually really enjoyed, too, when we were, when we first uh, recorded with Leslie, yeah. we were trying to figure out, do we keep all that, the, the field stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's right, because she got a little, yeah. little new agey, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. She got a little out there yeah. talking about the field. 
Um, I also really enjoyed when I got to explain to you the technical origins of piggybacking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was fun. Yeah. I feel like there is... The physiology. Mm -hmm. Pig sex. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember laughing really hard at something, but I don't remember why. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I usually, whenever I would open uh, an episode, I usually tried to offer something semi. I don't know what I used to say, but like, you with your neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood you, nine, or I don't you know, would, something um, weird in there every time. Yeah, you're pretty good at just like, well, first of all, inertia. It takes you a long time to say the first word. Like, right. Okay, right. guys. That's right. <laughs> and then there's That's this. Right. There's this long pause. <laughs> And, and Creek and I are wondering, <laughs> is he going to talk? <laughs> Did we lose him? <laughs> Especially when there's a guest on the line. I'm like, <laughs> come on. It's like the longer you hold it, though, it's the, the <laughs> I can't go. Okay, so editing podcasts for a living. <laughs> I edit out ums so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I'm. Do you con- edit out likes a lot, too? Any sort of like filler word. Yeah. And it's. And so I'm hyper cognizant of those words so then yeah. sometimes i'll catch myself in yeah. editing mode while i'm supposed to be in recording podcasting mode and, uh, and yeah, i'll yeah. get stuck on um um <laughs> uh, and i can't not say it yeah. anymore and right. that's really, really annoying slide around move your asses what was that phrase you said about asses with that fine ass. With <laughs> that fine ass. <laughs> yeah, so dogs to goats. Dogs to goats. Um, um, yeah, Abram's long pauses, followed by unexpected outbursts of some sort. Like, hey, everyone! Or something. Right. <laughs> Going something. out of the silence really into it. <laughs> yeah. Should we all laugh and point? <laughs> Smack our knees. It's a new schmacker. <laughs> okay, I know I know how to Tina get, get us, some dinner. Get some get some laughs. I still have outtakes from a lot of our okay. episodes. <laughs> I can't wait for this. See, I was right. Uh, <laughs> I was right. What are your sexual fantasies? Sexual <laughs> <laughs> fantasies? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic question. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm happy to answer that for you, but I think you'll be disappointed. Oh, it's Jerome. It's Jerome, yeah. I think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> what does that mean? So you want to... Welcome back to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My name is Javid. Javid? David? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Definitely was. Uh, let's You're see. listening to Fathoms. Thanks for listening. As a nine, how do I find my voice in a relationship which always feels fraught with tension and conflict? It was. She went on, droned on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mean there. Why was I so mean? Cut that part out, please. <laughs> <laughs> we got a droner. <laughs> <laughs> Future Creek's got to clean this mess up. <laughs> uh, that, that's the 
it's oh, always Lee. Yeah. Uh, we got to get Lee back on. She's so wise okay. and has a lovely yeah. voice. Uh, you yeah. were in the shadow, sort of. Weirdly enough, it just, it's sort of like, I don't know, you're absorbing. He's kind of always in the shadow. Uh, I was going to say, as a good floor would be. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I will never get on Creek's bad side. That is for <laughs> sure. Oh, that sounded Lord way worse than it was. Say. That's treating your microphone like Abram does. <laughs> Just like your acoustic guitar. Is Someone this playing, playing djembe. Yes. How is that? So, do you guys think Big Hormone does this stuff? Mm, I think they call in, right? And they... I mean, the sound quality is not great. Never has been. I think yeah, they. I think they use Zoom, but. Yeah. Whatever. Actually, Lukovich still feel like the most brilliant person in the room, right? Are you still recording this? Yes. <laughs> great. Can't wait for that to leak. <laughs> That'll be fun at the next IEA. Yeah. By the way, did you guys see it's? There's a big one in Egypt coming up in 2022. Oh wow. What is she um, asking when you're going to come out of the closet? Because <laughs> <laughs> you always record in a closet. I get it. <laughs> it's a joke that works on a few levels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm here all night, folks. Isaac Asimov. That's it? This is one of his pauses. It, sounded li- it sounds like oh, I was, my brain was making... Never mind. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> yeah, that's how this could go. Here we go. That's how this could go. Uh, that's, that's it. That's it. Uh, those nope. are good. I'm glad you kept those. Isaac Asimov. I think I still have the ones from. Uh, As Isaac first Asimov two. once said, apples fall from trees. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good ones. Thank you. Cool. Right on. Now make me some dinner. Already. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um, you need to take a drink first here. Oh. Yes. What are we? What are we all drinking? I. Well, you and I are drinking Larceny. I has the Russell. The Russell. <laughs> we should like make a drinking game out of. <laughs> I think I'm, I, I guarantee you, our listeners, some of them have a drinking <laughs> game. <where Yeah>. they, <laughs> every time, Abram, that reminds me of a quote. Yes. <laughs> Proceed. So it's it's a semi longer one, but I really like it. 